Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to episode 24 of the Fantasy Hipsters Podcast. My name is Matt Harmon. Uh, another male satchel special here. Uh, and let's talk to my very special co-host who is right alongside, well, on the other side of the country from me, unfortunately. We were, we were so, so far away. But that's not going to stop us from bringing the podcast to the people because we are the podcast of the people. Franchise, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Nice to talk to you again. Friday, getting ready for the weekend, Father's Day. I mean, I'm recovering from uh, this thing from last weekend. Katy Perry, I'm going to go top 40 chais on you guys. So Katy Perry, oh, okay. her new album came out, right? So she did this thing last weekend where she basically lived in this apartment, like big brother style house with like 50 cameras and just live streamed herself living for four days straight. And she had like all these guests come by and do interviews like Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, James Corden came in and it was, it was crazy. There was no commercial. So you just turn it on on YouTube and it's live streaming Katy Perry's life. You could watch her sleep. Like there was cameras above her bed while she slept at night. Oh, that I'm sure that didn't get weird, dude. It was so weird, but I think it was kind of cool in terms of like, artists uh you know really reaching out to fans and social media and it was a cool experiment she did so uh that's what i spent my weekend doing last weekend but okay well that's very, that is very, interesting very exciting yeah sounds 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 enthralling um but you know what is enthralling what looking good and you know how you do that how? You use Dew Champs. You use Dew Champs grooming products franchise. Of course, uh. they're vintage inspired handmade grooming products for the modern day man. Look, I've got them with me on my uh, trip here to the East Coast using the hair wax every day. Still putting the beard oil on my face to avoid feeling scratchy and stupid. Uh, so, everybody else should probably do the same. And you do that by going to dewchampsgrooming.co and checking out the wide array of products that they have. To basically make you look like an all-out stud. Yeah, and dude, I mentioned on Wednesday's episode, like, Father's Day is coming up. What a great idea. If your dad likes to look good, get him some product for his beard, his facial hair, his regular hair. Get him some lip balm. Get him one of these kits that comes with everything. I mean, what a great idea for Father's Day. Right, and we're going to hook you up so that it's not too costly for you. Although, you shouldn't be thinking about cost when it comes to your dad. Show some appreciation, you rats. And you're going to... But if you still want to save some bucks, 
when you go to dochampsgrooming.co and you do an order, use the promo code HIPSTERSPOD to get 15% off your order for your dad or for you if you're, you know, you don't want to give your dad a gift. And I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. So listen, go to Duchamp's Grooming, hit them up, follow them on all social medias. They're everywhere. We're everywhere. And let's get right into it. We've got a lot of questions today. Um, normally we start off with the emails, but I did want to include this tweet because, uh, it's, it's, it's close per it hits home. Uh, okay. and so our buddy, Jeff Lloyd on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, uh, asks us how are both Matt and Charlie surviving during their separation? Ooh. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, obviously I was like, I've mentioned I'm back here on the East coast. I had to leave Charlie behind. Um, because look, I just wasn't, I don't think he would have handled flying well. Um, I'm certainly not going to put him in cargo because I'm not a monster and he's, you know, small. So there's really no reason to, uh, but I don't think he was really ready to just sit on my lap for like a five hour flight or sit under the, you know, I just don't think that would have gone over well. So had to leave him behind for this 20 day trip back here to, you know, see my dad and also for my mom's wedding, uh, celebration. So he's not with me. And I got to admit, on my end, it's been hard. It's been weird. There are so many, like, little things that you get used to when you have a dog. Like, here's so here's a good example. Uh, normally, when I get back from, like, the gym or whatever, I sit down with Charlie and I always say, like, whew, damn, Chuck, that was a good workout. And the other day when I was working out at my mom's house, like, I came upstairs and, like, got a glass of water and I, all, I started to go, whew, uh, oh. Like he's not here for me to say that thing. You're talking. Armin's talking to walls. Right. I'm basically just talking to myself now. <laughs> or like when I get up in the middle of the night, like to go to the bathroom or something, he always like gets up like, oh, where are we going? And I always like put my hand out to say like stay. And I've done that a couple times, even though he's not there, like just instinctively. Oh. Um, and I may or may not have at least once or twice on this trip um, pulled up like videos to watch of him before I fall asleep. So I, that look, that's how I'm handling it. It's, it sucks. It's really hard. It's tough to be it's, away from your dog, man. It is. I mean, 20 days is a long time. And look, we're like five days into this trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's over a week now, but still it's, it's rough I, how he's handling it. Um, you know, all I'm getting is accounts from Gelhar. Um, seems to be, he's just basically up to his same old thing. He's, you know, been a little sluggish, but, uh, been a little i'm sure he's 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 feeling a little bit but i think i'm getting the worst of it right now it's like uh i hope you have a bunch of photos saved of him on your phone because you're kind of you don't have any social media content to put out there without live shots of charlie i'm surprised that everybody hasn't unfollowed me already struggling struggle it's the struggle is real when you're not with your dog man the struggle is absolutely real. All right. Well, let's jump into some of the questions people might actually care about. Sure. Uh, so we'll open up the email account, fantasyhipsters at gmail.com. If you want to email the show, get your question on the mail satchel special episode. First question comes in from Rocco M. What's up, guys? Big fan. Rank them one to five in PPR. Gronk, Demarius Thomas, DeMarco Murray, Amari Cooper, Todd Gurley. Keep up the good work. Thanks in advance. All right. So what's your thoughts ranking these guys one to five? I think I got to go DeMarco, Gronk, Cooper, Demarius, Gurley. Yeah, I think actually I think that would be my exact same ordering. Uh except I would I the only thing I might I might go DeMarco would be my easy one, Gronk is still my two. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I think I might go Cooper over Demarius Thomas since the uh, since the the offense I think in Oakland just is probably going to be better, probably more. Even though Cooper hasn't shown much touchdown upside, I think the Broncos could also struggle to get into the end zone too. Um, so I think I would go Cooper over Demarius, but not by much. The only ones I would be for sure, like totally for sure about, is Demarco at one and Gurley at at five. Yeah. So. That's where I'm at there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So we're pretty, yeah, we're pretty similar though. Uh, next one comes in Mark from White Plains in New York. Hi hipsters, how does draft strategy change in a one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one flex, one tight end league? Should I try to target wide receivers earlier? Thanks. Well, so you technically you could start four wide receivers or three running backs. Right. Uh, and, and in those leagues, I almost always go with a wide receiver heavy, wide receiver early, or even zero running back uh, right. strategy. Especially if it's PPR, I think you like. I think those are the leagues, of course. Like zero running back is designed to take down is those uh, where you can start three plus wide receivers uh, right. and you have a flex spot. So I, I would say definitely I would be targeting wide receivers early there. Me too. Me too. Cause they're going to go, they're going to be off the board earlier cause everyone's going to need them. The demand is higher. So yeah, you, you want to target them earlier for sure. Yeah. And especially, like I said, especially as PPR, then the weekly ceiling for wide receivers gets, gets a nice bump. Uh, so that's definitely the situation I would go with. Next question. This, I like this question. Uh, well, actually, I, I kind of hate I, – I like it but hate it. It comes in from Scott Cumming. Hey, Matt, a couple quick questions for you. One, how are you feeling about Thielen's Thielen? Um, and is Les Sneed envious of all the Willie Sneed puns? Thanks. Um, as you guys know, we talked about I hate puns, uh, and I especially am annoyed with all the Willie Sneed puns. Like, I would like to be able to talk about – how much I love Willie Sneed without the first reaction of another person being, Oh, you really, you got the need for Sneed. Get out of here. I'm sick of it. Um, and Thielen is definitely like, he's next on my radar in terms of this. Like every, it's always like, Oh, you got a good feeling about Thielen. Give me a break. Um, that's a terrible one. Yeah. But, but it is cropping up. You're seeing it more and more because I mean, Adam Thielen is out there. Um, so I like I kind of I mean I'm in on Thielen I think that he's the number two receiver there I think Stefan Diggs is the better player like I completely balk at any sort of suggestion that Thielen could push Diggs for that number one receiver role uh, however I think that the Vikings I think they could be like kind of a sneaky undervalued passing game because I think Diggs is great Bradford was you know he was sneaky pretty good last year like he wasn't he was not like as great as being the most accurate quarterback in NFL history by his completion percentage would, would indicate. Um, but I think he's good enough to get the ball to his weapons. And I, I think he's yeah. quietly got a good one, two, three in Diggs, Kyle Rudolph and Adam Thielen. I agree with you. Uh, I like Thielen as kind of like a, a sleeper type guy who that everyone's going to be all over Diggs, So you might be able to get Thielen a little later and get better value there as like a wide receiver three, maybe low end. I don't know. Yeah, so, Diggs. I mean, Diggs definitely goes much earlier, and and right, rightfully so to me. But you're right, Thielen goes kind of in that tenth round range. Yeah. In terms of uh, Les Snead being envious of Willie Snead, let's first determine: Does Les Snead know that Willie Snead exists? I mean, he is in theory an NFL general manager, so he probably should know who Willie Sneed is. However, um, Willie, Les Sneed has not had the greatest drafting track record, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I, I wouldn't say he's jealous. I would say he needs to know who he is. That's that that's my take. Doesn't know doesn't know he exists. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good take. Um, and I would say he has no reason to be jealous because if Les Snead's got one thing going for him, it's like the greatest head of hair in the world. Uh, so he probably just doesn't even care about Willie Sneed and his puns because he's just too wrapped up in his hair. Oh. Uh, next question comes in from Eric Kirstein uh, or Kirstein. God, I mispronounced it and even included a pronunciation. You I'm an bomb. idiot. You're a uh, he's he actually yeah he actually literally does say it's okay, Harmon. No one pronounces my name right. Hey, hipsters, wasn't going to send in an email this week, but I finally got my hands on Mama, Mama's Little Yellow Pills, and oh my God, hands down, one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. Thanks for the recommendation. Look, wow. that's what you get here at the Fantasy Hipsters Podcast. So get, get used to it, kids. Yeah, get used to good recommendations. He says, while I'm here, though, I might as well ask a question. So people are saying this is this is the year that uh, the tight end resurgence, besides the top five tight ends, Gronk, Olsen, Reed, Eifert, Kelsey, who do you like as a good tight end this year? My friend is high on Julius Thomas and Martellus Bennett. Any other ones you'd like to get in the later rounds? Um, also, would you say email or iTunes rating is the best way to submit a bid for the fan league spot? Well, we don't have nothing official on the fan league yet, so don't worry about that. But in terms of the question... Any good tight ends you like? Um, I, I'll rattle off one right away, and I just mentioned him, is Kyle Rudolph. Yes. Rudolph was one of the most heavily t- targeted tight ends last year. Um, I expect him to be again this year. Sam Bradford was a big boost to his stock once he got there. Um, and so I, I expect Rudolph to have another solid year as a tight end starter. And, you know, he does. he's he's not in that, that top range. He actually goes off the board at tight end 10 be, behind Hunter Henry. Like, give me a break. I would much rather have Kyle Rudolph. He goes in the eighth round, according to Fantasy Football Calculator, and uh, he would be one that I'd really like. Uh, I would say, look, I was looking at ADP, and Henry is like, yeah, he's borderline top 10. So, I mean, Henry is a guy I would target. Another guy I think people might be sleeping on is Eric Ebron and the Detroit Lions. Good call. Uh, you know, Anquan Bolden was the big slot guy there and soaked up, I think, eight touchdowns last year. Um, so there's some volume in terms of scoring potential there. Ebron's a talented dude. Um, he's just had a battles with injury. He's still really young. Uh, and I think, I think he can have a huge year. So look for Ebron if he's around in the late rounds. The only other guy that I'd say that goes – in the double-digit rounds outside the top 10 tight ends that I like and I think could turn into a weekly starter is Jack Doyle uh, from the Colts, who the new GM re-signed, which is always a good always a good sign. Like right away, he he identified Jack Doyle as a player he wanted to bring back, even though he was even though the new GM Chris Ballard was was fresh to the team. Uh, Dwayne Allen is gone; he's in New England now. Jack Doyle should be the clear-cut starting tight end. Uh, he's a guy that was. Targeted by Andrew Luck in the red zone last year. Uh, he had a really high catch rate. I think he's a pretty good player. And again, I think that, that Colts offense is ascending. So Jack Doyle, another guy that I like. So there's three names for you right there. I'm going to name one more guy. Uh, okay. Everyone is forgetting about Cameron Brait because the Bucks drafted O.J. Howard. Uh, and a, a blurb came out earlier in the week, I think from Pewter Report, which is a pretty legit source uh, on the Bucks beat that um, said, don't discount Cameron Braid. He's going to be out there on, as the, the, the pass-catching tight end, while O.J. Howard's probably going to see more work as a blocker in his first year as a rookie. We know rookie tight ends don't always make an impact immediately 
Uh, I think Cameron Braid are just over – people are just look overlooking Cameron Braid because Howard is there. But don't forget, like, Cameron Braid led – tied Hunter Henry for the lead with all – among all tight ends uh, with eight touchdowns last year. He has a rapport with Jameis Winston. Um, I saw a clip on Twitter. I forget who tweeted it, but it was a red zone drill um, on the Bucks' offense. And the touchdown went to Mike Evans, but Cameron Braid was out there running a route on that same play. Um, and he's basically free right now in drafts on fantasy pros. He's tight end 20. So there's a, bunch, there's a bunch of tight ends for you. I, I dig it. I, uh, I totally dig it. Um, next question comes in. Oh, before we get to the next question, yes. we have a new sponsor to discuss. Well, you heard about them on last week's episode and we're going to talk about them again here. Uh, it's the Marciante company. So, Listen, everybody wears shoes, right? Yep. Correct? Am I am I correct on that? Do you wear shoes? Birkin, maybe Birkenstocks. That counts. You know, something on your feet. However, yeah. if you want to look some f- really fresh as hell in some clean-cut shoes or a pair of boots, you got to check out Marciante & Company. It's a new quality shoe brand promising to revolutionize the industry. Their genuine leather shoes, boots, and accessories are made from top leather and are carefully crafted to last a lifetime. The best part? It won't cost you half your paycheck. By selling directly to you online and cutting out those gross middlemen, Marciante & Company is able to slash retail prices and pass those savings on to you. Look, this is a new company you're getting here on the ground floor here with the Fantasy Hipsters. They're launching their first line in July. So right now, what we want you guys to do is to follow them on social media at Marciante & Co. That's at M-A-R-C-I-A-N-T-E and company and C-O. And check out their website, MarciantaAndCo.com. Uh, and if you like what you see, make sure you go back for when they launch their first line in July, it's going to be a big thing. You're going to hear more details about it here on the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. We're really excited to be paired up with them because, look, these shoes and boots look like they're going to be totally badass. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, we're getting a pair sent to us, so we're, we'll check them out. We'll come back to you guys with with uh, with reviews on them. Go sign up for their newsletter on their website, and you'll get up to date on uh, the happenings as they launch their first line here next month. Like you said, get this is I mean hipster as hell. We're getting right here in on the ground floor with these guys, and we could not possibly be more excited about it. All right, next question comes in from Matthew, and he says, "Hi, Matts. Pretty pretty fun. We're just a circle of Matts here. Yep. Um, uh, I love the show and have a question for your next mail satchel episode." Do you happen to know a good source for projections and tiers for IDP positions? There seems to be a complete absence of resources out there for defensive players, no doubt due to it being a really uncommon league format. My longtime league is one of those wacky setups that has every position, including punter, no joke, oh my god, and a player like Luke Keekley produces enough points to outscore someone like OBJ most weeks. Got anyone you would give a shout out to for defensive player research? It'd be awesome to go into this season without any lame, I forgot to tackle anyone this week, safeties in my lineup thanks matthew uh p.s even though there's delicious beer to be found all over the world it seems to be a requirement that listeners declare the superiority of the beers in their region or residence and i'd hate to not follow protocol so it's an irrefutable fact that the best breweries are found in flagstaff arizona obviously uh flagstaff is a pretty sick town uh been there uh on my road trip last off season so can confirm it's at least a good spot i did not check out too many breweries there but do you know any uh idp sites that you'd like to give a shout out to yeah, actually, uh, Dynasty League Football has an entire IDP section. 
Uh, so go to dynastyleaguefootball.com. It's the third nav over from the left in the uh, navigation bar at the top. And they're, I believe their top IDP writer, his name is Bill Latin, at Bill Latin, B-I-L-L-L-A-T-I-N, on Twitter. Uh, he's pretty pretty good on the IDP beat. So. I, I dig it. Uh, I would shout out from football guys, Gene Brammel and John Norton are two of the best with IDP stuff. They do an IDP roundtable podcast with Sigmund Bloom every week during the regular season. I uh, At least they have in the past few years, and I, I hope they are again. So I'd go to footballguys.com, get yourself a subscription there. That they, They've got IDP rankings and, and projections and everything like that. So definitely uh, those are two resources for IDP. That That is like way out of my wheelhouse. I don't even pretend. Like even when people ask me tw- questions on Twitter about IDP, I'm like, dude, I have, I have no idea talk to gene about it yeah uh i know nothing about idp as well but i know yeah the, i know the resources i just don't study it yeah i have never played it either and, and don't really have an interest to quite frankly but but that's just me you do you next question comes in from luke f hey matt's australian listener here and i've been loving the show thus far i have a keeper league question i was hoping you guys could help me with it's a 12 team half point ppr and i need to know two others as i'm keeping levy on bell in the first jarvis landry in the seventh Tom Brady in the ninth, Ty Montgomery or Eddie Lacy in the eighth round. Waiver picks up, wa- waiver pickups in round eight. Uh, Lamar Miller in the third, Tyler Eifert in the sixth. Thanks in advance and keep up the great work. Uh, you guys have quickly become one of my favorite pods. Well, well thanks, Luke. We uh, appreciate that. Um, so two keepers out of that list: Jarvis Landry in the seventh, Brady in the ninth, Ty Montgomery or Eddie Lacy in the eighth, Miller in the third, or Tyler Eifert in the sixth. I think uh, because it's a half-point PPR, Jarvis Landry's kind of jumping out at me in the seventh round. And I like mm-hmm. I like Ty Montgomery in the eighth round. Those would be my picks. Yep. Because I think that's exactly where I was going to go. Um, I'm not super stoked on Landry this year, but that seventh-round value is nice in a half-point PPR format. Yeah. Brady's tempting in the ninth round. Um, but you can, and, quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. Right, but but Brady could be at a point this year with, with all the supporting guys around him where he's just he could be that QB one unfair weekly advantage, and in the yeah. ninth round it is a little tempting because you don't have to sink that like the value you normally have to do, where like you take Rodgers in the third or some stupid thing like that. Right. Um. So I I kind of get it if you want to go that way, but the one uh, I love it at, at Ty Montgomery in the eighth round. That's one that I'm definitely doing there because we've talked about before how how high I am on Ty Montgomery, and I, that really is tempting in the eighth round. Agree. Agree. All right, next question comes in from Kayla Blair. She actually emailed this to my Gmail account, but make sure always, you know, I, I can get them and try to forward them along, but best way to do it is fantasyhipsters at gmail.com. I, I see how it is, bro. Look, talk right. to Kayla about it. She She's the one that emailed, not me. I see how it is, Kayla. I see how it is. It's fine. It's hey. Fine. Carry I'm just on. glad we, we got a, We got some good female representation in the podcast. We we want to be inclusive here. Right. Uh, we're looking. Listen, if you're out there listening, we want we want to do some more female related sponsorships too. We got all this beard and and bro shoe stuff, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but hey, we want to rep our female audience too. We're a fair and equal podcast. We're the podcast of the people, all people. Yeah, you bums. You bums. Anyways, Kayla Blair writes, uh, just wanted to drop a note and let y'all know I'm a new listener and this quickly has become one of my favorite podcasts. As soon as I heard that I'm not alone in loathing player name pun fantasy teams, I knew that I would be a listener 
for life. Firstly, I'm firmly pro-romper, but my husband is firmly anti-romper. I might be on the pro-romper side of the argument due to being a lady and loving the convenience of not having to coordinate top and bottom and think more people should be able to grab one article of clothing and have a complete outfit. Uh, because of the low effort and complete look, I'm a pretty big fan. So in your face, franchise. Yeah, well, for females, rompers are fine. For males, I'm not into it. I can't imagine that it's... It might be convenient to to not have to coordinate the outfit, but God, I would imagine that's got to be inconvenient if you got to go to the bathroom. Yes. Um, that's a good... That is... A, I mean, that of all the anti-romper arguments, that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> she continues to write, you're, you're, you are, you're right. Everyone thinks their hometown beer is the best, but if you're ever in Cincinnati, Mad Tree makes a great beer. I'm partial to psychopathy, but I also like my IPAs hoppy. And she sends the little sassy emoji face. If you send me your address, I will do my best to remember to send. Ooh, we will. Uh, I've been hearing of a second chance draft strategy regarding guys who were once highly sought after but flamed out last year and can be drafted a lower position this year in hopes of bouncing back. The strategy is interesting to think about, although it feels... Uh, almost stupid risky to me thought I would ask what you guys thought of the strategy and if it was hipsters uh, you also recently you if it was hipster you also recently ranked flat face dogs I don't have a flat face dogs but I have two very cute great Danes I'm very biased because they're mine but I think Danes might be a pretty hipster dog those are some big big dogs huge and, uh, like the biggest dog you can get look I, I like big dogs just as much as I like little dogs although I gotta say being around my sister's dog who's like a 75 pound golden, golden doodle and is like basically a horse running around the house oh yeah it is pretty nice and convenient to have a little pup, but maybe Kayla lives at an actual house instead of an L.A. apartment. But True. what are your thoughts on this second chance draft strategy, kind of bounce, getting some bounce back guys that disappointed at potential discounts? What do you what do you think about doing a whole team like that? I mean, I think like one example that kind of comes to mind first is Melvin Gordon last year. Mm-hmm. He had a terrible rookie season. He didn't score a touchdown on like 200 carries. So last year you could get him in like the sixth or seventh round, maybe depending on your league format. And he came through, he was scoring a touchdown every week at least. And yeah, he got injured, but he's one of these guys who he had a bad year, a ton of hype coming out of college, had a bad rookie year. And then you could get him at a discount and it really, really paid off as the season wore on last year. So it's just the, it's just a matter of figuring out who these guys are, you know? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think, uh, well, I think there's a lot of luck involved in this. It's definitely a hipster strategy, though. You know, kind of the getting, like, the crowd was all in on it last year, and now you're like, whatever, and you're in on it this year. I, I dig that thought process. Dante Moncrief could be a guy who, you like, you know, last season he was going, like, at the beginning of the fourth round at ADP. He's dropped down to the sixth round after – a disappointing year last year due to injuries, but really nothing has changed too much about his outlook. He's still in line right now to be the starting receiver uh, opposite T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Should be an easy 120 targets for him, um, and I, I think he's still a good player. So, you know, you could definitely take this approach. Like she said, there's some risk involved, but I do like the thought process of getting in on those post-hype sleepers while everyone else tries to chase the hottest new thing. Was, uh, so definitely a hipster strategy. Yeah, I was just going to say the industry lingo is post-hype sleeper, right? Ooh, industry that's, lingo. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about here. I like it. I like it. You just got to make sure you land the right guys, and if you don't, you could be screwed. So you want to minimize risk. Definitely. got got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be a little bit careful with it. But listen, you don't have to be careful when you play fantasy football on realitysportsonline.com. Oh. And you don't have to be careful because – 
It's basically the only platform out there that actually makes you feel like a real-life NFL general manager. You can live out your GM dreams at realitysportsonline.com. It's a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their front their fantasy teams like actual NFL front office personnel, which, oh, by the way, it was created by former NFL front office personnel. It has a, re- a revolutionary free agency auction room, and it mimics the actual NFL free agency process. Uh, you can negotiate. You literally negotiate with the players. Uh, like you send a contract offer, they bulk at it or they take it. It's really fun. You compete against your friends. The platform can host up to thirty-two teams, which is wildly impressive considering with NFL.com we can barely get a, a twelve-team mock going. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Um, it has a ton of other cool features in addition to that free agency room. It has rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tag, injured reserve, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and so much more. You can test your GM skills for free today with a 14-day free trial at realitysportsonline.com. And if you like what you see, which you will, use the promo code HIPSTERS to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com, so get over there and start playing. Do it, you bums. All right, just a few Twitter questions before we wrap up kind of a shorter episode of the Mail Satchel uh, this week. Adam Cahill at the other FF guy asks, how do you handle it when you write an article about a player and you, and you speak negatively of him and he ends up in your mentions. He included a link to where he wrote an article about uh, Jalen Richard and uh, Richard was tweeting back at him. Apparently this was like his, one of his first articles ever. So how do you handle it when that happens franchise? And has that ever happened to you? Uh, I've never had a player see one of my articles and like call me out on Twitter about it. Uh, I have tweeted about a player before, like before the draft, I tweeted about Aaron Jones, who's a running back uh, in Green Bay right now. And uh, he like saw my tweet and sent the like quote tweeted me and did the eyes emoji. And then he like followed me. But that wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't me saying negative. That was me being positive. Um, so this has never happened to me. So I don't really have uh, I don't really have a take. Yeah, well, uh, I've definitely had my fair share of positive interactions, but I have had one pretty big negative one, which Adam actually uh, referenced. Uh, That was, of course, the Todd Gurley incident of last year. Oh, Um, yeah, buddy. (laughs) Where I wrote the article saying that he was not a top five uh, running back in fantasy. and he, of course, the NFL, and the only reason he got into it was because the NFL handle, which has like, you know, 20 million followers or whatever, added both me and him when they tweeted out the article, which I think is a little ridiculous. I don't like the idea of like adding players when you, uh, unless you have like any sort of relationship with them. Uh, I don't like the idea of like adding players when you tweet out articles. I think it's kind of lame. Like you look thirsty and whatever, but I get it. The league's handle whatever but anyways and then of course todd Gurley responded back famously with stop hating man uh and you were right though you were right i I was right and i think the i think the way you handle it like the way i handle that and the way i would handle any of these is basically like saying like hey man like all respect to you you know this is just a stupid fantasy football thing it doesn't it doesn't really matter like you're still a great player good luck whatever just be you know you look like an idiot if you, if you try to like push back or be like cool or whatever. I just think you just be like, yeah, hey man, like good luck to you. You know, n- nothing personal. It's just a, just fantasy football. Like doesn't you know? And they're not gonna get it. But by and large, like who kind of who cares? Like whatever. It's really not that. 
it's really not that big of a deal one way or the other. Like it's not super cool and it's not, uh, it's not like a thing you need to make a big deal about is basically, I guess what I would say. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, look, we as fantasy analysts, we only have jobs because these football players have jobs. So, yeah, that's a good point. Like, just you know, the classic like, just don't be a jerk. Like, don't be a jerk back to them. Uh, and I think just that's the best way to go about it. And also, don't be a jerk on Twitter to play. Like, don't be an over, like, don't be overly critical of players on Twitter because oh, by the way, like they might see it, and if you can't handle them coming at you, then you're probably a big baby anyways. So, agree. Yeah, just be cool. Just be cool back about it, and and normally it's not that big of a deal. So that's yeah. what I would say. Cool. Next question comes in from at Ben L Dovin, and he asks, "Question for the show: Why does Dynasty Twitter hate Mike Williams? Because he's hurt, bro. He's gonna like miss all the super important practice time that he needs as a rookie with his new team." Yeah, this year I'm definitely yeah I'm, I'm really concerned about Mike Williams as a rookie because it's a crowded wide receiver core anyways and and like the back injury like a herniated thing is is no That's joke serious yeah yeah it's it's serious and and I could definitely see him you know being a complete zero as a as a rookie um, why does Dynasty Twitter hate Mike Williams I think the landing spot is definitely part of it also like Dynasty Twitter gets and I think like I can think of who some of these people are that he's talking about like Dynasty Twitter definitely gets into their like gets all into their own selves when they like feel like they're like they have an outside opinion and because like Mike Williams wasn't super productive in college from like a a you know dominator rating or whatever standpoint and uh you know like his college or his athletic profile is not that great you know and but but because mainstream media really liked him as a draft prospect like they get into their total hipster moments where they like legit like I'd say overdo it with the hate towards a player like Mike Williams, but in dynasty drafts right now, like he's completely fairly valued as like kind of the sixth to seventh overall pick in most dynasty rookie drafts that I've seen. So like, I I don't really like on Twitter, there's certainly a lot of hate about it, but it just kind of seems like what's the point? Like you're just, you're being, you're, you're, you're being like, you're trying to be too cool about it is what I would say. It's what, that's why they hate him. Yeah, you're trying to be the contrarian and take down one of the top wide receiver prospects and say he's actually not good despite what everyone else thinks. It's yeah, and just- people did this people did this with Mike Thomas last year and that didn't that did not go very well. Like people got real cute by saying like he was the bad Mike Thomas and it was like that just blew up in everybody's face. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with Mike Williams. In fact, I don't think that's what's going to happen with Mike Williams, but still, like I think people let the hate go too far cuz they just look, it's fun to be the hipster, you know? It's fun to be it was fun to be hipsters on on the show last year and like be just a pain in the ass to Damashek and Maurice Jones Drew. So uh, yeah, it's I mean, fun. We, we took just down like, we took down down Tom Brady on the wrong week, but I mean, hey, we put ourselves out there and we did it. We got some good reactions. So exactly, and people want to get some good reactions on Twitter. So that's why I would say Dynasty yeah. Twitter hates yeah. Mike Williams. Next question comes in from at Grant. D lawless he nice last name he says representing the uk drafting number five in a startup dynasty ppr 16 ppr 16 teamer first pick will be a top six guy is the second round too soon for a rob or a rod no excuse me aaron Rodgers. yeah i i would not go i like i just don't want to take one of those high-end quarterbacks in dynasty because i think i just would so much rather build around young wide receivers or the few um, foundational running backs that there are that I, I don't really want to spend a second round pick on a quarterback, even even the best quarterback out there. I agree with you, man. Uh, I like to build my dynasty teams around wide receivers, like you said. Aaron Rodgers is 
33 years old, so he's not near the end of his career, but in terms of a dynasty startup, that's starting to get up there, and you want a guy who's going to potentially be with you as an elite player for 10, 12 years to come. Um, and there's a lot of wide receivers to choose from to fill that need. And like you said, I just I just don't want to be putting all my my eggs in the in a quarterback basket that early. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't really think that like even Aaron Rodgers being a little bit older than guys like Andrew Luck or Cam Newton or whatever. I don't even care about that as much. It's just that the the value of the quarterback position is is so uh, is so deep. Um, and like, you'll be seeing guys like Matt Ryan or maybe not Matt Ryan after this last year, but guys like Phillip rivers and like perfectly capable QB one starters are going to slip so late because they're old or whatever. So it just, you'll kick yourself. I think if you go second round for, for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, cause um, then you're, then you're missing out on like an elite running back or wide receiver. Yep. And in a 16 team league, that's super important. So totally agree last question of the day comes in from at jher 99 he asked what's cameron meredith's value in dynasty early second rounder question mark uh, i guess of a rookie pick um and i love that i would flip an early second round pick for for cameron meredith in a heartbeat sure yeah totally i mean I, what year is i don't know what year he's in in his career He's it's 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 pretty early. I I don't know off the top of my head either because he's you know not like last year was his big breakthrough year. But of course it's he's not like a guy that just bursted onto the scene. He's twenty four years old. Uh, yeah, that's so a good age to target in a dynasty. Under he signed by the Bears in undrafted free agency in two thousand fifteen. So yeah, he's wow. pretty he's still pretty new to the league. So yeah, it's definitely he's young. He's the only guy that's put out good tape on. The, on that Bears roster in the last few years. So definitely, I think it's a great trade. Uh, you know, anytime you start to get in the second round of a dynasty draft, like there are still going to be players that I like there, but none that have like a clear established role right away like Cam Meredith does right now, as long as he gets over a offseason thumb surgery. So um, right, I right. like Cam Meredith a lot. He's good. And he's a damn good player to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm in on flipping him for an early second. And that's definitely something in a rookie draft uh, or free agent draft in a dynasty league. You want to get guys, if you have a need to fill, you want to get a guy who's going to make an instant impact this season. Because what's the point in spending the, the draft value on him if he's just going to ride your bench for a year or two? Like Meredith is definitely one of those receivers who's going to have a high volume workload, instant impact, start him every week as maybe a wide receiver two or in the flex and he should be good for you for the entire year. So, and beyond. Totally. Yep, I'm about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is it for this week's Mail Satchel special. Uh, franchise, you got anything to, to shout out before we get out of here? Uh, I think I'm good. Just happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, and you're all a bunch of bums. Yeah, all a bunch of bums. Podcast of the people, though, never forget. Um, if you want to write into the show, you can always do so at Fantasy Hipsters on Twitter or fantasyhipsters at gmail.com. Hit us up. We will read your questions on air. But for now, Hipsters out. Hipsters out. It's sponsored by the one and only Flag and Anthem men's clothing line. They make clothing for guys. Uh, I have to start over. I just closed the Google Doc. Sorry.
All right. Sorry, Sounds dude. good. No worries. Yeah, just just whenever you're ready. I like went to click the tab and I hit the X. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. My B, my B. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Squares. Was that a laugh? I laughed, yeah. Okay. I'm laughing with you. Okay. Sure. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.